Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight we have a number of big stories as we come on the air. An American killed fighting alongside the Ukrainians. Russia's relentless assault. First responders rushed to help civilians as President Zelensky says they found 900 Ukrainians in mass graves around Kyiv. Tonight, what we're learning about the 22-year-old American Marine veteran killed, leaving behind a seven-month-old son. We speak to his widow. He was a very selfless and brave man. Severe weather threat, millions of Americans in the path of possible tornadoes. We're tracking the storm. Wall Street's brutal month. The stock market tumbles. Abortion showdown. Tonight, the fallout after Oklahoma becomes the latest state to pass a ban after six weeks. What it means for the future of Roe versus Wade. Vaccinating America's youngest. We have a date for when kids under six could get that first COVID shot. Tonight's other top headlines. Misconduct allegations for the nation's youngest congressman. The heartbreaking farewell to one of New York's bravest. And how this led to panic at an Israeli airport. And finally tonight, we go on the road. An update on the snowman who melted children's hearts. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. Tonight we begin with the tragic news of an American citizen killed while fighting for Ukraine. 22-year-old Willie Joseph Cancel, a Marine veteran whose family says joined the conflict in March, leaves behind a wife and an infant son. His widow tells CBS News that he did what not a lot of people would do, sacrificed, leaving home to help other people. 
also killed Vera Hirdich, a Ukrainian journalist who worked for U.S.-funded Radio Free Europe. She was killed when Russian missiles struck her apartment building during yesterday's airstrikes on the capital. And this just in, NATO forces say they've scrambled jets multiple times over the past four days to track and intercept Russian aircraft getting close to Alliance airspace over the Baltic Sea and the Black Sea. And today, President Zelensky announced the discovery of another mass grave on the outskirts of Kyiv. Zelensky said that more than 900 bodies of civilians have been found in mass graves around the capital. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Charlie Daggett will start us off from eastern Ukraine. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. We have learned that Willie Cancel was killed on Monday while fighting alongside Ukrainian forces. It's unclear how and where he died. His family hopes his body will be found and returned back to the United States. He came to fight here and ended up giving his life, leaving behind their seven-month-old son, his widow Brittany told CBS News today. He just wanted to help people. He didn't go over there for money or any personal reason. He just, he wants to help the innocent people of Ukraine. That's all he wanted to do. News of his death comes as Ukrainian forces face down a surge in fighting across the front lines in the south and east. This video from Russian-backed separatists is said to show what's left of the Luhansk village of Popozna. A few miles to the north, we followed a volunteer headed into the ghost town of Lehman to evacuate the few residents still holding out under the bombardment. On the bus, tearful, frightened families try to comfort one another as the reality of abandoning the security of their homes sinks in. Like 69-year-old Galina Kyluk. May I ask you why you decided to leave now? Because there is very intense and heavy shelling, she said, and it's now too dangerous to stay here. So dangerous that putting her 87-year-old wheelchair-bound mother, Lydia, through the stress of a long journey to an unknown destination was deemed the safer option. She leaves with little more than a change of clothes and her cat, Dasha. Lying squarely in the Russian line of advance, Lehman is surrounded on three sides by Russian forces. The nearby town of Zarichna fell earlier this week, and Lehman is expected to follow. The entire city is virtually deserted, and these are among the last residents to leave. Explosions have been ringing out while we're here, and now it's time for us to leave too. A 20-minute sprint out of town takes the evacuees to a safer place where buses are waiting to take them further west. With Russian forces bearing down on their town, it's impossible to know whether they'll ever return home. Now, as much as Ukrainian forces are putting up a fight, they are losing ground in certain areas. But there's a sense that that town, the takeover of that town is inevitable. Evacuations are also underway in Kharkiv, outside of Kharkiv, which has also come under sustained attacks. Nora. Charlie Daggett from Ukraine. Thank you. Tonight, the central U.S. is bracing as severe weather moves into the area, bringing with it strong thunderstorms. Also, at least one tornado has already been reported tonight. For the forecast, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Good evening, Nora. Yes, the skies turned dangerous to start our weekend. Here's a look at what the skies will look like virtually over Kansas City, Missouri. 
Dangerous weather with tornadoes, hail, and high winds all possible. Now, our exclusive tour con gives us a 7 out of 10. The higher the number, the higher the risk for tornadoes, including Lincoln down toward Topeka, but a large area here through the plains. We're anticipating very, very violent storms. There's the line across Kansas City coming through around midnight tonight. The whole storm system pushing east as we go into the weekend. So Saturday, we do it all again. Chicago, Indianapolis, down toward Paducah and Jonesboro, Arkansas. All threats on the table once again to start our weekend here, Nora. It's tornadoes, it's hail, and it's high winds. Mike Pettis, thanks so much. Now to the stock market, which ended a brutal month with another massive sell-off. The Dow fell more than 900 points on the day, down more than 6% in April. The S&P 500 was off more than 155 points today, while the Nasdaq sank more than 500, suffering its worst month since the Great Recession of 2008. Amazon stock fell more than 14% today, wiping more than $20 billion from Jeff Bezos' net worth, according to Forbes. Okay, today there is big news in the political battle over abortion rights. Oklahoma joined a growing list of states to pass laws that ban nearly all of the procedures. And it comes just weeks before we learn the fate of the Supreme Court's landmark Roe v. Wade decision. Here's CBS's Janet Chamlian. Tonight, two restrictive Oklahoma abortion bills could soon become law. One banning the procedure as early as six weeks or just after signs of cardiac activity. The other is a near-complete ban, except in cases of rape, incest, or if the woman's life is in danger. Both bills sailing through the state legislature. We are trying to save the life of preborn babies, period. This bill is incredibly intrusive, and it's just plain wrong. The bills are modeled after a Texas law empowering the public to report and sue anyone who performs an abortion or helps a woman get one. They could become law immediately after they hit Republican Governor Kevin Stitt's desk early next week. Let me go ahead and uh, sign this bill. He signed a similar bill earlier this month, set to take effect in August. We want Oklahoma to be the most pro-life state in the country. Keep your pants off our bodies. The flurry of Oklahoma legislation comes amid a state-by-state showdown over abortion access as the nation awaits an expected June Supreme Court decision on a Mississippi law that could effectively overturn Roe v. Wade. What does this mean for women nationwide? If states are allowed to ban abortion, we estimate that 26 states are certain are likely to do just that, ban abortion. And that would affect 36 million women of reproductive age. When Texas passed its law, women seeking abortion started going to neighboring states, including Oklahoma. By next week, Oklahoma may no longer be an option. Nora. Janet Chamlian for us. Thank you. Well, there's important news tonight for the parents of millions of young children who are not yet eligible to be vaccinated against COVID. The FDA said today its advisory committee will hold three meetings starting June 8th to discuss authorizing shots for children under five. That's 18 million kids that are still not eligible, and the earliest possible authorization would be in late June. All right, tonight, a fascinating story overseas. China is refusing to loosen the grip of its strict zero-COVID control policies as its worst outbreak in two years impacts the capital city of Beijing. A luxury mall, gyms, and other businesses were shut down today. Lockdowns across China are hitting international businesses hard with labor shortages and supply chain breakdowns. Here's CBS's Elizabeth Palmer. Almost all of Beijing's 21 million residents were ordered to take COVID tests this week. Not just one, three. 
each. The goal is to avoid the kind of sweeping lockdown that shut Shanghai for more than a month. And last night had furious residents on their balconies banging pots and pans in protest. In Beijing, a growing number of areas are in mini-lockdown, with barricades around buildings with COVID cases. But most people are free as long as they test negative. There was one day of panic buying when shoppers stripped supermarket shelves. But since then, authorities have made sure grocery stores stayed well-stocked and promised that there is and would be plenty of food. Even as mass testing showed the number of COVID cases, while still low, was climbing. What do you expect? Is this just the prelude to a lockdown? Michael Hart is president of the American Chamber of Commerce in China. That's the great question. I fear that we will have to move to a lockdown. I certainly hope that that's not the case. A number of people in Beijing thought Beijing was immune. Um, I don't think COVID discriminates. U.S. businesses in China are already struggling with labor shortages and broken supply lines. A Beijing lockdown would be a serious blow. Already there are economic repercussions. Companies, including Apple, are warning that China's lockdowns are going to cost billions of dollars. Nora? Elizabeth Palmer, thank you. A Manhattan judge today refused to lift the $10,000 per day fine against Donald Trump, who remains in contempt of court for not handing over documents to the New York Attorney General's office. Lawyers for the former president told the court Mr. Trump doesn't think he has any of the documents in question. But the judge wasn't satisfied and pressed for a better explanation. Okay, back here in Washington, Congress's youngest member, North Carolina's Madison Cawthorn, is facing a new slew of controversies and questions of misconduct. The freshman lawmaker's recent troubles include allegations of an improper relationship with a staffer. Here is CBS's Nicole Killian. Tonight, North Carolina Republican Madison Cawthorn defending himself in a new ad. I've never folded in Washington, and I never will. After a complaint was filed by an opposition group with the Office of Congressional Ethics, it alleges multiple violations by Cawthorn and one of his House aides, claiming the congressman provided free housing and travel, loans, and citing various social media postings that indicate a personal relationship. I would like to see a naked body beneath my house. Me too. On Twitter, he called it a coordinated assault. It's the latest in a string of scandals involving the 26-year-old lawmaker who was once considered a rising star in the Republican Party. Take notes, Madam Speaker. Earlier this week, police say he was stopped with a loaded gun at a Charlotte airport. The right-wing conservative has also been captured in racy photos appearing to wear women's lingerie. And he's increasingly come under scrutiny from GOP leaders for making claims about drug and sex-fueled parties in Washington. And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. And for political rhetoric like calling Ukraine's president a thug. Madison is wrong. Today, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi kept her distance from the other side of the aisle. We have a responsibility to have an ethical standard here. They have to uh, take care of their own house. North Carolina's primary is May 17th. Cawthorn, who's been endorsed by former President Trump, currently leads all seven of his Republican challengers, although his poll numbers have dropped double digits within the last month. Nora? Nicole Kellyanne on the Hill for us. Thank you. 
Well, more than two months since the war in Ukraine began, the U.N.'s World Food Program says nearly half the country worries about where they'll find their next meal. For this Sunday 60 Minutes, CBS's Scott Pelley traveled to Ukraine with the World Food Program's David Beasley to follow the organization's efforts to curb the hunger crisis. How many people do you fear might be starving in this country? In Odessa, we spoke with David Beasley, the executive director of the U.N.'s World Food Program. You've got to assume that millions are at stake right now. Uh, we're reaching about 2 million already. We hope to scale up to 4 million in the weeks ahead and 6 million beyond that. It's going to be dependent upon two things, money and access. But access has been cut off to the war's victims in the heavily besieged cities of eastern Ukraine. We can't reach them. We're blocked. We can't get into the besieged cities like Maripol. Uh, Nikolai and Kerson, and I could go on and on. They have to be starving. Well, you can watch Scott Pelley's full report Sunday night on 16. 16- okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Minutes. Thousands of firefighters from the New York City area gave a final salute today to fallen firefighter Timothy Klein. Klein comes from a family of firefighters. The 31-year-old was killed Sunday when a ceiling collapsed while he was battling a house fire in Brooklyn. The 21-year-old man with autism he was trying to save also died. Other firefighters who were injured attended Klein's funeral. A bomb scare sent people running for cover at Israel's Ben-Gurion International Airport. What caused the panic was an American family who went through security with an unexploded artillery shell that they'd found in the Golan Heights, where the streets are littered with them from battles decades ago. The family was released after questioning. Okay, tonight a woman in Italy is celebrating her 90th birthday with a special cake provided by the U.S. Army. The icing-covered cake topped with fresh fruit was presented to Mary Mion 77 years after American soldiers fighting in her local village stole her 13th birthday cake from her family's window. All these years later, she's enjoying her cake and offering those soldiers sweet forgiveness. A few months ago, we introduced you to Lucky the Snowman and the Florida students whose hearts he melted. CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road for the final chapter of this very special snowman story. It all started here at South Shore Charter Academy outside Tampa when teacher Robin Hughes opened a book about snow and got a frosty reception. They just had this perplexed look on their face. Then that's when I asked the question, how many of you all have never seen snow before? As we first reported a few months ago, a lot of you. hands shot up. Yeah, never seen snow. I saw it on a TV show, like Ice Age, it had snow. I'm like, what is snow, people? Clearly, Robin had tapped into a desperate yearning that she wanted to satisfy. Good. Unfortunately, it hasn't snowed in Central Florida in 45 years. Still, Robin wasn't about to let a little thing like meteorology get in her way. So she reached out to her sister in Kentucky. 
and went full out frozen. She asked me if I want to build a snowman. Amber Estes begrudgingly agreed to ship her sister this snowman. And I said, if he makes it to Tampa, his name is going to be Lucky. He made it. <laughs> Meet Lucky. He made it. I was so excited when I opened the box. I mean, I could not wait to go in the classroom with him. So, all winter long, Lucky ventured out of the cafeteria freezer ever so briefly to grant these poor snow-deprived children a chance to see and feel the mini miracle that is a snowman. And as a teacher, that's what you want. You just want that joy. The first time I met Lucky, I said he's handsome like a boy. Yes. Perhaps no one was more smitten than five-year-old Momo. I love him. I knew I would kiss him. I knew it. Is that the first boy you wanted to kiss? Yes. And the second boy I'm going to kiss. You don't have to. Okay, good. All right. (laughs) It has been two months since we first told this story. And all these warm greetings have finally taken their toll. On Earth Day, the kids reintroduce Lucky back into the water cycle. So maybe you can guys see him another day. And although goodbyes are always hard, the nice thing about life on Earth Lucky's going to forever live in our hearts. Is that for every farewell, there's a hello. It's nice to meet you. Lucky the tree. (laughs) Steve Hartman, CBS News. On the road with Momo. (laughs) (laughs) Momo, you're welcome anytime. Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret's guests include Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger, USA Chief Samantha Power, and former White House COVID response coordinator Dr. Deborah Burks. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night and have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly oh well that's good yeah i expected i expected you to lay into me well this was over the strike period oh i had time yeah See, that, that does that doesn't count <laughs> sure i responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment yeah and i felt like i had something to get up for every yeah. day so thank you for that listen to the late show pod show with stephen colbert wherever you get your podcasts